Hi, I'm Mega Rajagopalan. And I'm David Mack. And here are three stories you need to know about today. The war of words between North Korea and Donald Trump is ratcheting up once again. They have threatened to fire missiles into the waters off Guam, the US territory in the Pacific. And Donald Trump has had some uh, fiery things to say about uh, North Korea. Megan, you're our Asia correspondent based in Beijing. How freaked out should we be? Well, it's hard to say. Their capabilities are expanding pretty quickly, but they've had the ability to strike Guam with a medium-range missile for a while. So it's actually unlikely that they're really going to do anything, but you never know. The president came out the other day and said that, you know, the North should expect fire and fury, the likes of which the world has never seen before. What was the reaction like to that in the international community? That level of bombast is pretty unprecedented. Other members of his administration, like Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, tried to walk it back a little bit. But then Trump came out again on Thursday and um, said that he should have been more forceful in his language and that North Korea should really expect the worst. Tough enough. North Korea better get their act together or they're going to be in trouble like few nations ever have been in trouble in this world. Ten years ago, presidential elections in Kenya were chaotic and turned violent. On Tuesday, Kenyans went to the polls to cast their votes for the incumbent president, President Uhuru Kenyatta, or Raila Odinga, the opposition leader. Tamara Griffin is based in Nairobi and is the East Africa correspondent for BuzzFeed News. Hi, Tamara. Hi, Mega. So tell us a little bit about what it's been like this week covering the polls. Honestly, people were really excited to vote. I mean, I met some people who started camping out at their polling station the night before, as early as 10 p.m. on August 7th. People were really, really looking forward to it. It almost didn't matter how long they needed to stand in line. I read that the preliminary results showed Kenyatta was in the lead. So how did the opposition react to that? So that's actually when things started to get a little tense around Tuesday night when the Electoral Commission started publishing the preliminary results. Hmm. Odinga, after seeing those results, said that the election was actually a fraud. And now he's claiming that hackers have tampered with the Electoral Commission's database to skew it in favor of Kenyatta. So this naturally frustrated a lot of Odinga supporters, some of whom took to the streets in protest to demand answers over these allegations. Some of those demonstrations did turn violent. At least five people have died so far. So when are we going to know the result of the election? It's Thursday night here in Kenya, and we still have yet to hear official results. I think at this point, the earliest we'll hear them is Friday morning. So everyone's sort of just holding their breath right now. Wow, election drama. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of deja vu right now. More and more Chinese students are coming to American high schools in greater numbers than ever before. A new report from the Institute of International Education has found that the number of students from China has jumped 48% in the past five years in U.S. schools. The wealthy class in China is growing really quickly, but the universities there aren't exactly world class. So a lot of students see high school in the U.S. as a great path to top-tier colleges, which have also seen a big increase in Chinese students over the past few years. But it's a two-sided relationship because many of these U.S. schools want foreign students, right? Yeah, because they typically pay full tuition. They don't get financial aid. Money makes the world go round, right? For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app.